switch on it. How about now? How about now? No, 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 no. Yeah. That one's on? Yeah. Cool. There you go. Sorry about that. I uh, was smoking a cigarette and wasn't paying attention to okay. uh, starting up this mic. I think Yay! we're okay. This is better. This is better. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Make some noise one more time because we got a mic going. Yeah! Yes, thank you guys so much for coming out to the No Punching Mutiny Happy Hour open mic. The only open mic where you cannot punch the host. Please don't. I'm very fragile. <laughs> Uh, this is what comedy has come to. Thank you guys so much for coming out here. Uh, make some noise one more time for your uh, lovely, amazing person, Pam Benjamin, who runs this place. Thank you for giving us space. This will be great. Uh, regular rules, five minutes, one minute light. Please donate to the station, two to five dollars to Mutiny Radio for this lovely space, for this lovely open mic. Are we, ready? Are we ready to get going? Can we tell some jokes, guys? Is that cool? Can we tell some jokes? Yeah! Yeah! All right, guys. So I am an Indian comic. Uh, and no, my parents do love me, all right? Yeah, uh, so if you're wondering, hey, why doesn't this guy have one of those long fucking Indian names I've heard all about? I do. Uh, it's Vishal Kalyana Syndrome. And if you can figure out how to spell that, please show me how. I can't figure it out. I made the mistake of giving a host my full name one time, and he botched it so bad. This is how he mispronounced it. He was reading it, and this is how he says it. Fuck you. <laughs> that deserved more than that, but we'll keep going. I was real chubby growing up. I was real fat, believe it or not, and I also played baseball. Do I blame baseball, the slowest sport ever, for making me fat? I don't know, but I am saying... Every afternoon as a kid, I stood around for four hours, and then I got a pizza party. <laughs> uh, I am pretty great, guys, but just like anyone else, I have my flaws. Uh, I would say that my worst quality is that I'm friends with a lot of white guys. <laughs> I keep trying to make more diverse friends, but then another Tyler just steals my heart. <laughs> Fun fact, six Tylers and an Indian guy automatically gets you a winning bar trivia team. <laughs> All right. I did grow up in the Bay, though, so as you can tell, I'm not Indian Indian. I'm white girl Indian. I love drinking chai from Starbucks, getting tikka masala from Whole Foods. I usually date white people, but sometimes... To prove I'm not racist, I'll date a dude named Vikram. Fuck it. You know, Indian kids these days get to grow up thinking, do, getting to do a bunch of cool multicultural activities like yoga and bhangra. But when I was growing up, we had just one activity, assimilating. <laughs> you know, I didn't play Indian sports like cricket. I did the American thing, and I played with my dick. <laughs> You know, I didn't eat Indian food for lunch. You know, I ate what American kids ate. Adderall. And Tide Pods. My mom was like, you should learn the language of your people. And I was like, but mom, I already know JavaScript. <laughs> oh, you guys like that one? Fucking comedians, dude. 
Oh, that's why I love tikka masala, man. Whenever I eat it, I feel like a legit Indian. Then I found out, invented by the British. Yeah, I was pretty upset to find out that this seemingly Indian thing is actually pretty white. And then I realized that is exactly like me. <laughs> and now out of respect for my culture, I hate myself. <laughs> I'll get out of here soon, guys, but I'll do some new, newer stuff. Uh, I do, I, I, I'm an engineer, uh, but I'm a lowly one, you know. I barely make 50, 60 million dollars. Uh, I work at a big tech company, uh, 100,000 engineers, you know, and some people might feel meaningless in such a large corporation, but I love it because uh, out of everyone, I am the only attractive one. It's amazing. I'm banging. And every chick there, every chick there would want to fuck if there were any. <laughs> okay. I, I do hate that I work with a lot of geeks, a lot of people I can't relate to. Uh, so I was really excited the other day when I saw that my coworker was taking a nap on a couch in the middle of the day. Because we all know what that means, right? Hangover. They were out drinking, right? And so I talked to him later. I was like, wow, man, what were you up to last night? That is so awesome. He's like, oh, me? I hit platinum in StarCraft. <laughs> I was like, oh man, at least be hungover. Uh, I think of my boss as a father figure though. She hates when I say that. <laughs> uh, I don't love software engineering, but I do love seeing when people talk about trying to achieve their dream job as a software engineer on LinkedIn. Uh, because that means that my current life is better than your dream life. If your dream is to be a software engineer, dream better. Uh, okay, that's it from me, guys. Thank you so much for listening to that. Are we ready to get this show on the road? Make some noise for all the amazing comedians you're going to see here tonight. Make some noise. Make some noise for your next comedian. Oh, my God. He's a local favorite, frequent guest at Muni Radio. Make some noise for the ever-lovely Shane Kenny, everybody. How y'all doing this evening? That's the energy. I know what you're thinking. The uh, band didn't work out and now he's telling jokes. Let's be honest, it's pretty accurate. Uh, welcome to Mutiny Radio, or as I like to call it, the uh, Boys and Girls Club for at-risk comedians. <laughs> a roof, a bathroom, walls, you know, luxuries that millionaires can only afford here in San Francisco. Anyone paying attention to the news lately? D yeah, the one dude who still can like cope with reality at this point. Um, it's cool. Uh, the guy who started gay conversion therapy recently came out as gay. Whoa. Yeah, to no one's surprise. I think he was trying to suck the gay out of men. And then just after decades of blowing dudes, he was just like, you know what, I think I'm gay, because I have not converted a single patient. <laughs> if you want to find out what Christian preachers or Republicans are into, find out what they're against on stage. Because if they're saying, like, homosexuality and drugs are a sin, that means they're having anal sex and doing cocaine at night. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. So, um... Anyone excited about the whole vaping ban? 
the next thing white moms are out to destroy? Yeah, like, since when in the history of America has banning Americans from consuming a substance ever worked? Like, find me one good example. Like, we banned heroin and crack, and that's what lines the streets of San Francisco now. So, um, it's funny, though, because now when you watch, like, prohibition movies, all of the heroes are the people illegally making alcohol. So, you know what that means? In like 10 years, there's going to be all these brave stories about the potheads who risked their freedom to grow weed in California. Like this summer, Jeff Bridges is your bravest bud. Like, I don't, I don't care if you drink, smoke, or vape, or whatever. Like, as long as you're not a dick or adding stress to my life, I don't give a fuck what your vice is. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, like, I feel like everyone's inclined to a vice or two to keep them sane and, you know, not an asshole. I was at work with my cousin over the summer, and I caught him smoking a cigarette on break, and because he helped raise me, he was like, oh, you, you never saw this. I don't want you, your image of me shattering. And I was like, I don't care, as long as you're not a dick. Like, it's the people who don't have vices, who, like, don't drink or smoke. Those are the people that scare the shit out of me. Because when bad things happen, it just stays in there and sits. Like, after a long day, you drink, you smoke, you forget about stuff. Straight edge and sober people just hang it in there and hope that eating and Netflix is going to be enough to calm just the bullshit and chaos of the day. Like, all I'm saying is, since when have you ever heard about a stoner mass shooter? <laughs> exactly. How much time do I have? One minute. Okay, so my housemate, uh, I was stoned the other night, and he pulls sushi out of the fridge. And I go, hey, aren't you going to heat that up first? I like that joke because it lets me know who the foodies in the room are. All right, I'm Shane Kenny. Thank you. One more time for Shane Kenny, everybody. Yes, that was amazing. Starting us off right. Thank you so much, and look at what Shane is doing, guys. He's being a great patron of the arts right here, patron of the station. He's donating money to the station. Don't forget to do that to keep this uh, place going, because we all love the mics here. Isn't that right, guys? We all love the mics. Yeah. And we all love your next comedian. He's one of my favorites. Uh, all the way from East Bay. Make it, uh, make it loud for Dan Lewis, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. How you doing? Oh, yeah, right? That's right. Uh, <laughs> I noticed your shirt there, sir. Uh, stop telling women to smile. This offends me, you guys. Uh, I am a photographer, sir. What am I supposed to do? I have to work around it. Turn the frown upside down, or? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you know what? Uh, they say the way a person dances can tell you a lot about the way they make love. You know, and I don't know if that was true for everybody. It's definitely true for me. Because I can't do either with like no one's watching. <laughs> Tripped over it. Nice. Okay. I wasn't a very good student, you guys. I was, I was particularly bad at math. And I was always trying to cheat like by looking at the answers of the kid to my left, you know. It didn't really work, though, because I found out everybody in the class was cheating by looking at the answers of the kid to their left. It was like a big game of telephone. So if the answer was four, for, by the time it got to me, it was always an essay on the causes of the Crimean War. 
I knew very, very well. I did show my work, though, so I got partial credit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I think we can all agree that there are subtle, insidious forms of racism, definitely. One of them is the, uh, the token black friend. You know, that's never cool. Like, someone will have, like, a... There'll be, like, a, you know, there'll be a white guy who will have a token black friend to kind of shield themselves from criticism, you know? That's always the worst. Actually... Worse than that is the people who know about the token black friend, so they'll strategically get a second black friend to make it look like they don't have a token black friend. You know, that's, that's, that's terrible. Even worse than that, these motherfuckers, three black friends. You guys, terrible. I was asking a friend of mine the other day, I was like, how many black friends do you have? And he goes, I don't know, man, a lot. And this is what a fever pitch this thing has reached. This guy has completely lost count of how many black friends he has. Unbelievable. Worst kind of tokenism. And I told him so, too, even though he's black himself. Uh, but I can do that. Uh, we're buddies, so it's fine. Yeah. Thank you. Snaps. Did I get a snap there? Thank you. Man, first snap of the day. Uh, but yeah, we're definitely getting woke, you guys. Uh, like definitely statues are coming down. People are getting canceled all over the place. One of them I heard about was Kate Smith. I don't know who Kate Smith is. Like, uh, it's her version of God Bless America, her recording, that's no, no longer to be played at Yankees games or Philadelphia Flyers games because somebody found out she recorded a racist song back in the 1930s. Yeah, so she's canceled, man. If this doesn't teach her a lesson, hopefully dying of old age in 1986 did. I'm just saying. The whole idea is... The whole idea is, you know, like, if somebody, we, we shouldn't appreciate some of someone's work when some of their earlier work is kind of problematic, you know? So I'm just, I'm kind of sitting here hoping our scientists kept their noses clean, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to find out, like, Alexander Fleming went as uh, Jesse Owens to Halloween. No more penicillin, everybody. <laughs> Dang. We're all going to have the clap. What was I want to talk about? A couple of random things here. One of them was... I had a rant going about dreams a little bit. I hate when people tell me about their dreams. It's the worst. They want to tell you all the details about their dreams, but they're meaningless. It's a bunch of, I get it. It was weird. I've had dreams too, but it doesn't mean anything to me. I wasn't there. I think you should ask yourself, if you ever want to tell somebody about your dream, ask yourself first, if I just made this story up and told the person, would it be interesting at all? And the answer is definitely no every single time. If you, say, you know, if you said it wasn't a dream, but you're like, yeah, it's my old house, and there was a roller coaster there, and it was just a bunch of random, anyway, I don't know where to go with that one. I had one more I wanted to do, which was about uh, Mark Ronson. I don't know if you read about, uh, as I suggested earlier, I do keep up with the news, and uh, Mark Ronson just recently announced that he's come out as sapiosexual. Do you guys know what sapiosexual is? That means you're attracted to the intelligence of a person, not their, like, physical characteristics, you know, which is, you know... Not, not, not attracted to the physical characteristics like the rest of us shallow assholes. You know what I mean? I hate that. So, it's so pretentious. First of all, everybody is attracted to intelligence. So no special congratulations there. But it's the whole package, right? It's everything about a person. And I bet you Mark Ronson is no different. Like, I guarantee you he's not at home watching YouTube pumping off to old Stephen Hawking interviews. <laughs> there is no way that's happening. I bet he's got his limits too, you know? And also, I feel bad for these people because like, like, they, they can never have love at first sight, that immediate attraction. They can't have it, right? They have to have a conversation with somebody first in order to have that, you know? But, like, nobody who's smart enough for them is dumb enough to stay in a conversation with somebody who identifies as sapiosexual. <laughs> so there's a little catch-22 there, right? Definitely. Like, that guy could run into that computer that won Jeopardy at a party, and the computer would excuse itself to the bathroom within a couple minutes. <laughs> All right, that's it, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> yes.
Thanks, everybody. Yeah, ruining penicillin for us, ruining everything for us. Dude, I, I got a question. Like, I can't figure out where to separate, like, the art and the artist from. Like, Michael Jackson, I, like, still listen to Michael Jackson. You guys remember B.O.B.? You guys remember that guy? Yeah. That, like, airplanes and that guy? I, he thinks that the earth is flat. I was like, that, I can't listen to that song anymore. Maybe it's because the song wasn't that good in the first place. I don't like him that much. I don't know. That was a tangent. Uh, up next, we have a very lovely person. Just met her. She's, uh, she's been laughing at jokes, and so I think that means she's also very funny. Make, make a laugh for Elizabeth Simone, everybody. Um, I have a 20. Can I, uh, can I get change? Can I, can I get change? Yeah, you could come. I'm, I'm you can Jewish, come see me in the. So. You can, you can come see me in the back room, and I'll take care of that for you. Okay, come see me good. in the back room after you said. I'll, I'll stop your time, and I'll start it now. Okay, great. Thank you, because I'm Jewish. I don't want to give away all my gold. So, um, my uh, my mailbox is obscured by ivy, and uh, we got a notice from the post office that they were suspending delivery uh, because the ivy was quite overgrown. So I sent the notice to my landlord, thinking, okay, she'll just you know trim the bush. Uh, I come back the next day, and that bush had been entirely waxed. My box was just completely exposed. <laughs> the slit was right there; you just couldn't miss it. Oh, I'm really, I'm really digging myself a deep hole on this one. Um, I saw a news uh, headline. <laughs> Thank you. I saw a news headline that said a person with confirmed case of measles visits Berkeley Bowl. That's not news. Of course, anti-vaxxers shop at Berkeley Bowl. <laughs> like if that headline had said person with confirmed case of measles shops at Safeway. That, that would be news. Like, I, can you imagine a rich hippie shopping at Safeway? Those cakes have so much high fructose corn syrup in them. Never. Uh, I think that like there's certain places that we think are healthy to go because rich hippies go there. You know, like Rainbow Grocery, Acupuncture, Portland. But those are the places that are going to be teeming with measles. Like, <laughs> like honestly, if there's a measles outbreak, I'm headed to McDonald's. That'll be my safe meetup spot. Um, I have a morning routine. Uh, my morning routine is just different every morning. <laughs> I think that should be allowed. Like some mornings I uh, do yoga, some mornings I meditate, some mornings I just lay in bed and scroll through Instagram and feel horrible about myself. I think that's like a healthy variety of a morning routine. Um, so I got, um, I, was, I was in the tenderloin and this guy passed me by and he looked at me and he said, hey, uh, you look healthy. <laughs> is, that, is that a cat call? I'm gonna take it. Uh, yeah, I feel like in the post Me Too era, like guys still want to catcall you, but they want to do it in like a nice way, you know, compliment your health. Like, hey, baby, nice uh, gums. Thank you. you must floss. Ooh, nice. Twice a day? No. Okay. Mm, not so healthy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I went to the gynecologist. Um, because I am healthy. Went to the gynecologist. Uh, she got me up on the table, feet in the stirrups, giddy up. And she looks at me and she says, 
Wow, I never see unshaved pussy anymore. <laughs> Excuse me. What? What? Did, what was that word? You're you're a gynecologist. Back up just a GD minute. What did you just say to me? Yeah, that's right. She said the word never. She never sees unshaved pussy anymore. Oh my gosh. Like she's a gynecologist. Her job is to look at snatch all day, every day. If she does not see unshaved pussy anymore, it does not exist. I am the last, the last 70s bush standing. I mean, she probably sees more Poonanny in a single afternoon than the sluttiest of lesbians will lay eyes on the entirety of Pride Weekend. I mean, I knew anecdotally that it's very popular for women to look like infants, but the gynecologist? I mean, that's like, that's statistics right there. Whew. So, um, yeah, I'm very, I'm very hairy. Uh, I'm, I'm Sasquatch. I am very hairy, rare sightings in the wild for this gynecologist. Um, so when she said that to me, you know, I never see unshaved pussy anymore. I thought about responding and saying, well, I do trim, but I knew she wouldn't believe me. So I ran it. I actually ran into her like a week later, a week after my appointment. I saw her on the street. This is really quick. I'll just wrap up on this. And I, um, and I was like, ha, ah, you know, like you, I did that big eye thing. Like when you recognize someone and she just looked right past me and, uh, she just did not recognize me at all. And I realized, oh, I should have just like, <laughs> because that's what makes me unique to her. Okay. I'm Elizabeth Simone. Give it up for your host. Maybe put Elizabeth Simone, everybody. That was amazing. Wow. That was awesome. Uh, I feel like I hear about a lot of women talking about not shaving their... So I feel like there's a lot of liars out there is what I gained from that. A lot of liars. Got to trust the doctors. Okay, up next. <laughs> up next, we have a very we have a, we have a very special treat for you guys. This guy, one of the, one of the most uh, prodigious producers in the San Francisco Bay Area. Very funny comic. Please make it nice and loud for Sergio Novoa, everybody. We have the same gynecologist. She doesn't tell me that I have the bush, biggest bush. Um, hi, you guys. My name is Sergio. Um, I know you're looking at me and wondering, is he? Is he not? You're not quite sure what side of the fence I'm on. Your suspicions are correct. I'm an immigrant. <laughs> and I'm here to take your jobs. Porque todos ustedes son un montón de puta que no quieren trabajar. Mm. In English, that means I'm really happy to be here. In case you're wondering, I am not part of MS-13. I am not. Uh, did you know MS stands for Mara Salvatrucha? That is the best drag queen name ever. <laughs> if I was a drag queen, my name would be Anal Nicole Smith. Just rolls off the tongue. Now, in my 20s, I lived in a third world country. You may have heard of it, the Tenderloin. I was born in Central America. And no, that does not mean Ohio, um, unless you're from immigration. I was born in Costa Rica, or Nicaragua. It depends on who you ask. 
My mom says I was born in Costa Rica. My birth certificate says I was born in Nicaragua, which confirms my suspicions. I don't think my mom was there when I was born. <laughs> I can understand you getting the wrong date, but the wrong country? I found this out in the third grade. Most third graders are playing with Legos. I'm trying to find Dora the Explorer and see if she knows where I'm from. I didn't find out my, my mom was gifted with charm, beauty, and elegance. Um, but her maternal instinct never kicked in. She had six children that she knows of. Uh, during the fourth grade, I found out my birthday. I was born February 14th, sometime in the last century. Uh, most 14-year-olds want a big birthday party. I just want to know the actual date. Now, Latino men don't get any credit for boosting the economy with our cologne purchases. You can smell a Latino from a block away. And you can smell him for two blocks after he left. We love cologne so much. We have a saying in Spanish, por si me besa, por si me abraza, por si se pasa. Um, translation, in case we kiss, in case we hug, in case we go too far. Have you met Latinos? We always go too far. I have enough cousins for two baseball teams. And I have 17 nieces and nephews. I am the only one in my family without children. I don't want to worry about the baby weight. So I had my tubes tied. <laughs> now we immigrate to this country because we want a better life. We just want to work. Give us a job, whatever it is, we'll do it. We'll even do the jobs you don't want to do. Hand jobs, <laughs> blow jobs. Now with all these great jobs available, you can imagine my parents' disappointment when I came out to them as a comic. Originally, I wanted to be a doctor. In a way, I am healing people because laughter is the best medicine. And much like your doctor, I may say something that makes you uncomfortable. Might, might feel like a prostate exam or a pap smear. Trust me, just breathe, relax, scoot forward a bit, and let me in. I see some of you have insurance, yay. Now, once people find out I'm a comic, they want me to tell jokes right away. I'm not a gumball machine. You can't just put a quarter in me and I tell jokes. However, I will accept $20 bills or sex as payment. Uh, by the way, no woman has taken me up on this offer. Yeah, women need to feel safe before they have sex with you, which is why I only have sex with men. <laughs> but I am taking a break from straight men right now they get a little too attached. Yeah, once they taste this home cooking, they don't wanna eat out. And the internal struggle is tough on them. They're worried they might be gay because they enjoy sex with the man. They're all emotional if I don't call them the day after. Gay men have it so easy. Eye contact is followed up with a blowjob. Blowjobs are a polite way of saying, hello, nice to meet you. You shake hands and rah, 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 rah. I'll leave you with this, guys. If you have not received a blowjob from a gay man, I want you to cancel whatever you're doing tomorrow <laughs> and get this taken care of. All right, you guys. My name is Sergio. Thank you. Yeah, Sergio Navoa, everybody. What a delight. Yes. I can't confirm Sergio smells amazing. <laughs> <laughs> smells like fresh leather and KY jelly. <laughs> that one's for me. 
<laughs> uh, I'm going to also start announcing who's on deck just so I don't have to like walk across the room and let everyone know. So, Max Eddie, you're on deck. Uh, but up next, we have uh, one of my favorite people, very funny comic, great guy, my friend Jack Ferguson, everybody. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm a big sports fan, really big sports fan, but I think there's some sports out there that don't get enough attention. And if you made some rule changes, people would like them more, right? So for instance, water polo, during overtime, just to amp up the intensity, I think they should put some jellyfish in the pool, you know? Just see how people can navigate that. Or uh, crew, you guys know crew, it's a sport where people row against each other. I think every person, or every crew team should have one person who's just a pirate and doesn't know it's a crew competition and is actively trying to board the other boats, you know? Last one, I think, uh, you guys, have you ever seen that, the racing with the cars where they just drag racing, it's really fast? Yeah, you guys know what drag racing is? I think it should just be actual drag racing, just people in drag racing, you know? <laughs> like, running around a track in six inch heels. Um, I don't know, I think that would be good. Uh, I, uh, I, you know, it's, it's a divided time in, in America. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a divided time in America, guys. In case you hadn't noticed, I think there's uh, really only one thing that could happen that could bring us all together. <laughs> that could bring us all together. And that's if dinosaurs came back. <laughs> I think that if we all had to unite and fight dinosaurs, I think that, you know, being a Democrat, Republican, people wouldn't care about that anymore. It's just who can take care of a T-Rex, you know? That's that's my <laughs> that's my political platform. Uh yeah. Uh you know you know what else, guys? I think we're lucky that uh I think we're lucky that whales don't have legs. Cause if the if if whales had legs, they could just walk right out of the water and you just have giant animals walking around cities. You could be they'd be like, Yeah man, you can't go down Fifth Street. There's a blue whale in the intersection blocking everyone. I think at that point we'd probably just have to kill all the whales, <laughs> like, right? Like if they they could just fuck shit up in cities. That's literally the plot of Pacific Rim. It's just giant animals come out of the ocean and start fucking with shit in the water. Um, kill all whales. That's my other political. If they have legs, if they grow, just make sure that just before they grow legs, you know, like because eventually they will, right, Max? Um, uh, anybody here do karate? <laughs> she just point at Cody. You do you, no. You do jujitsu or uh, uh, judo. You don't do karate. Yeah, you have a useful martial art. Karate is. I think that I could beat the shit out of anyone who does karate. Any any level, black belt. I don't care because it's literally just all karate is. The entire makeup of anyone who does karate is it's like four year old kids and then adults who never figured out that karate is useless. You know, like it's just like just take one jujitsu class. You know, or buy a gun or not. Don't. don't like, don't buy a gun. I, here's, a, here's my position. Can't, we're in California, right? You can't have guns. But you can have bow and arrow. So think about that. <laughs> you walk into a confrontation. You got a bow and arrow. No one's going to fuck with you. Have you ever seen someone with a bow and arrow get the shit beaten out of them? No. <laughs> that's, that's, I think that's flawless logic right there. I don't even think it's illegal to kill someone with a bow and arrow. I think it's just cool. You know? <laughs> it's just like... 
I think you could, uh, people let you, they, you could just say that you misfired, you know, because nobody's that accurate with the bow and arrow. You could just be like, yeah, I was trying to hit the tree next to him, and then I just, you know, got him in the neck. It's like, that's uh, that's all it was. Um, thanks. All right, last one. I uh, I I broke up with this girl. We were because uh, she liked to have sex in the morning. I like to sleep in the morning, and so we made a deal, which was that I would like be able. We would have sex, but I would lie on my back and do nothing. Because I, because I was tired, and uh, and so sometimes I would actually fall asleep while she was having sex with me, and uh, that was pretty crazy. Like you just have a, you know, like a regular dream, and like and then you'd be like woken up by an orgasm, and she would just see you go, <gasps> and think that she had given it to you that good, you know? Like, <laughs> all right, that all right, that's me. and everybody running for office which is a cool way of saying he's unemployed right now oh that was a joke i'm sorry dude <laughs> he's so employed he's so employable look at him all right on, on deck we have ann chungarochke is that right chun <laughs> That's right, right? Okay. <laughs> On deck, we got Anne. And up next, we have the very lovely Max Eddie, everybody. No, Anne, you got it. I mean, I did it. You got to shorten your name for showbiz, dude. That's, I went, my name's not actually Max. Like, Max is, Max is actually short for Malcolm X. So, yeah, you got to, you got to make things easier, more palatable. If I come out like, assalamu alaikum, people are going to be like, nah, dude. Um, that's, <laughs> that's so stupid. Um, uh, so, I'm, I'm bisexual, which, as most of you know, is the setup for most of my jokes. And uh, I... <laughs> Um, I didn't come out till uh, two years ago, and it was—it's been nice. It's been liberating because I wasn't a hit with the ladies. You know, I feel like a lot of ladies saw me like they saw an abandoned puppy. You know, like they go into the shelter and they see me and they're like, "Oh, he's adorable! Oh my God, wouldn't I like to just take you home?" And then Sarah McLaughlin breaks out the back like, "This animal needs you," and she's like, "Uh, that's a lot of responsibility. I have roommates. Like that's." I don't know if I can, um, which is fine. So I end up having to adopt myself most nights. And uh, uh, I've realized uh, straight dating is also just a lot more competitive than, than gay dating. Like whenever my straight dude friends want to go out, they're always just like trying to game plan with me. It's always just like, okay, dude, we're going to get you laid tonight, okay? Me and Brett are going to be wingmen. We're going to be wingmen, okay? And you're going to score. You're going to score, okay? You're going to score, Brett. No, wait. No, my name's Max. Um, that was really long. That was stupid. Why? <laughs> I just, I like this motion. I just saw my straight friend like did this one time and I'm like, that's hilarious for some of this shit. Uh, but it's just like, it's always like that kind of pep talk and I'm just like, chill the fuck out, Coach Carter. I can botch this by myself. You know, like it's, it's like, I'm, we're, you're not going to do any better than me at this. And, uh, but it's, it's crazy because gay dudes don't need to do that at all. Like uh, gay dating is so different. Like if you see a couple of gay dudes outside of a bar, like huddled up, one of them's just going to be like, maybe we could just fuck each other. Like, I mean, we're all here, right? Like, why not just cut out the middleman? You know? Or I'll be the middleman. I don't give a shit. Like it's. Okay, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, no, it's like I, before I came out, I was not having sex at all, um, and I'm still not, but I could, and 
That's what's important. Yeah, like I feel like sex is like corn nuts. Like I'm like they I. Uh, but if someone came up to me and was like, hey, you can't have corn nuts unless somebody says yes, I'd be like, fuck, dude, I'm trying to get me some corn nuts right now. Let's do it. Um, does anyone have corn nuts? Um, the ranch flavor is really good. The metaphor breaks there. Um, I just like corn nuts. I start thinking about them a lot um, <laughs> when I masturbate. And um, <laughs> that's, I don't know why. Just riffing, baby, just riffing. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's dumb, man. Um, Oh, something about uh, I uh, I went to a, a, a Giants game with my mom recently. I, my mom's kind of like a I don't know. She's like a really like strong woman, and that intimidates a lot of people. Like uh, uh, she, she, we were going to this this Giants game. Uh, they were playing the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, and those are baseball teams. Uh, in case you're not a honky, and. Uh, uh, she was decking herself. She's from Pittsburgh, so she's decking herself out in Pittsburgh Pirates gear. And I was kind of like, hey, maybe you don't want to wear all that stuff to the game. Like someone might say something like aggressive to you. She just goes, I hope the fuck they do. <laughs> and her eyes started to turn like golden yellow fur started coming out of her crocs. And I'm like, I'm going to need to sneak a silver bullet into this game. This shit is, she's, this bitch is a werewolf. Okay. Um, but uh, no, she, uh, we did go to the game. Um, she, the only annoying thing is uh, she sang along to every walk-up song. And uh, um, so, like, it was, well, all the walk-up songs, she, half of them uh, were, were rap. And she, she didn't know them. But every time it was like Bon Jovi or something, she was like, whoa! Like, it was, it was loud. But, you know what's funny is every baseball player has a walk-up song when they walk up to the plate. If I were a baseball player, I would make my walk-up song the national anthem. <laughs> Not for like patriotic reasons, but just because they start the game off with it. So every time you go up, someone would be like, are they restarting? <laughs> this, do we have to switch? Do we have to stand up? Like, no, that would be fun. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I, I think that's all I wanted to work on. So um, thanks so much. I'm Malcolm X. Bye. <laughs> Keep it going for deceased nation of Islam leader Malcolm X. Dude, I didn't know that you get a, a walk-up song in baseball. I feel like I made the wrong move. The whole reason I got into comedy was so that I could walk up to music on stage, but that hasn't happened yet, so I gotta make that happen. These are facts. These aren't jokes. These are just facts. Uh, on deck, we have Dwat Mai. Okay, by the way, how are we feeling, guys? We feeling good? We feeling good? We feeling good. Awesome, awesome. All right, up next, we have the lovely, the very funny, and Chunharak Chote. I know that Call is not your full last name, but whatever. I don't like Chun very much. Um, anyway, guys, uh, clap your hands if your parents are still married. Cool, cool. Keep clapping if one of them wants a divorce. Just me? Are you sure? Yeah, come on, let's be real here. Your parents must be really good at faking it. <laughs> uh, my, my mom really wants to divorce my dad. Uh, you know how like women, they say that when they first met their partner, they were like, I'm gonna marry this dude. When my mom first met my dad, she was like, I'm gonna divorce this dude. <laughs> She's been wanting to divorce him before they even got married, okay? But she was like, but first, 
let me have three kids with him because I'm gonna need backup when I have that conversation with him. Also, the idea of raising kids with trust issues is very exciting. Um, uh, but they haven't gotten a divorce because when my mom had a talk with my dad, he said that he is gonna kill himself. <laughs> and I don't really know how to make suicide funny yet, but I think I have a lot of time to figure it out because my dad is very passive. You know, like, I think it's a blessing in disguise that people with depression have a lot of trouble getting out of bed. It's like, ah, oh, I really want to take my life. But god damn, I don't want to get up and do shit. That's my dad. <laughs> um, yeah, when my mom heard that my dad wanted to kill himself, she she's a narcissist. So her first reaction was, what about me? Do, do you want to kill me? You know, like, what about me? Um, so that conversation didn't go very well. Then she asked me to talk to him, as a mother usually requests a child. <laughs> so I, I went up to him and talked to him. And, uh, you know, he was like, I was like, Dad, you should just let it go. Like, try seeing other women. I was like, no, one life, one wife. I felt like I was trying to convince a Catholic girl to have sex before marriage. You know, I was like, um, hey daddy, you know, there are other, a lot of other women out there that you can check out, like younger women um, raised by dads like you. He's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? It's <laughs> like, never mind. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Like another reason they haven't gotten divorced is because that's just not what Asians do. Like I, I like growing up when I watched the parent trap, I was like, Lindsay Lohan, what a privileged white bitch. <laughs> like getting a divorce is a privilege because that means you live in a culture where you can make decisions based on what's best for your personal happiness. Asians know, like that, that's shameful. Choosing life, making life decisions based on just for yourself is bad, bad, okay? Um, so they, they work really hard to look married um, to the point where I had no ideas what was going on with my parents. I visit home uh, a few years ago and my mom was like, so they live in Thailand by the way, and my mom was like, tell your dad dinner's ready. I was like, cool, I'm gonna go upstairs. And she was like, no, he, he doesn't, he, he's not there anymore. He doesn't live there. I'm like, what? Where, where's dad? He, she was like, next door. I'm like, oh, I thought the next door neighbor looked kind of like him. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for talking to me about it, mom. All right, you guys have been great. Thanks. Woo! Give up for a shot. And John, everybody. June Hanukkah. And everybody. Embarking on her second career as a divorce lawyer. How fun. Uh, on deck, we have Pam Benjamin. Uh, but up next, we have the so, 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 so funny Dwat Mai, everybody. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, I like it when an idea hits me. You know, my head gets snapped back a little bit. 
go, oh, what? I saw a sign that said no loitering, and my head went, oh, loitering is just littering, except I'm the trash. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if drinking behind Safeway is loitering. Is it? I don't know. Hey, uh, Hey, I, every time I see uh, identical twins, I'm, I'm amazed at how well they get along. And it makes me think that world peace is possible, except that we all just have to look alike. You know? Are you willing to pay the price? Woo! <laughs> I don't know. Imagine, imagine if everybody did look like you. Like you found a uh, genie's lamp and you wished that everybody looked like you and then, you know, world peace and everybody looked like you, you know? And right then, like a, a robber went into like a bank and he was looking down and the, the wish kicked in and he looked up and he saw himself and he's like, fuck, I can't rob that dude. And he walks out, you know? But then probably he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't rob anybody because, like, he wouldn't need any money because he had so much many friends who would give him money, you know? So. And before that, uh, all right, that's, that's enough. That's enough of that one. It goes on. It goes on for so long. I was, I was driving my car for two hours, and it just kept going and going. Hey, you guys ever climb into one of those, uh, those uh, coffins with, uh, with the spikes in them and then just close the door? It's pretty fun. The iron, I don't think the iron maiden work uh, as intended the first time because the, the spikes kept plugging up your wounds, and you couldn't bleed to death. Right, so you had to open and close the door a couple of times, you know? And like, hey, could you scoot over about an inch? We need to put new holes in you. <laughs> You're not dying fast enough. All right. Hey, uh, uh, referees, they enforce the rules. Uh, prisoners break the rules. So why are they wearing the same clothing? Huh? <laughs> One of them should be wearing polka dots, right? But the difference is that the, uh, the, the prisoners are wearing horizontal stripes. That way, when you're looking at them through the vertical bars, it'll be easier to see them. That, <laughs> whenever that joke doesn't work, uh, I always say, uh, yeah, that joke was written by a retard for retards. So. <laughs> Anyways, hey, uh, I figured out what food is. Uh, anything that moves. Right, like obviously animals, but like the plant, like it was this tall, then the next day it's that tall. I'm like, I know it moved. Let's eat it. <laughs> you know, that's what eating is. It's just robbing something of its movement. You know, that's. Hey, how come baby? How come babies are so cute? I think it's just because they're not tall. That's it. Like if a baby's height reached your chest, uh, breastfeeding it would be physically easier, but psychologically way harder. <laughs> it's like, hey, mom, I'm hungry. Like, oh, I'm scared. <laughs> Besides, I'm on antidepressants and it's tainting the milk. I'll give you a bottle. Maybe, maybe I should breastfeed myself so I could reabsorb the medication. <laughs> Is that gross? Hey, here's an idea I had driving uh, yesterday. All right, I was high. You know how like we're like gods to animals, right? So what if God was like that to us? You know, like he was, he's nice to us, he thinks we're fun, but then like he eats us, you know? Like he's explaining y'all the secrets of the universe and he's seasoning you. Hey, uh, Leadership, everybody talks about leadership, you know, and uh, I got a leadership training program, okay? You get in the fast lane and you drive real slow. See, that way you get used to being in the front while everybody behind you is pissed off. 
Good leadership training. Hey, uh, one more thing. Uh, you know, Hitler's mustache is little, right? It makes me think that inside of Hitler is the little man, you know? And he has to shout real loud because uh, everybody's ears are so far away, you know? But that's in development, so. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Dwight Mai, everybody. Yeah, Dwight, I think I'm going to start like writing jokes in the style of you. I think that'll be really fun. Can I, uh, can I try one? I think, I think adult shorts are weird, you know? I think adult shorts are weird. I think it's the knees, you know? You got rid of the knees, then you just have pants. That's my Dwight Mai joke, everybody. <laughs> Yeah. All right, on deck we have Ryan Schooley, but up next we have the very funny, the proprietor of this establishment, Pam Benjamin. Yeah. Woo! Thank you, Bishop. I'm going to steal two minutes from everybody because I'm going to practice my thing that I'm going to be doing tonight later, so you're just going to have to deal with that. All right. It's not locked. Did we lock, did we lock you in? Did we lock you in? Oh, good, we didn't. Okay, bye. Enjoy the rest of your lives. That's good. I used to be a cheerleader for God. There is only one God, and he is the sun God. Ra, ra, ra. <laughs> I, was a, I was actually a cheerleader for Christ. I need your help with this. Give me a K. K. Give me an I. I. Give me an L. L. Give me an L. L. Who do the Jews kill? Jesus! Put those nails in my hands. We'll all go to the promised land. Yay! We all get to old mansions in heaven. Yay! No? The only, uh, the only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is that the skirts were really long, which are not sexy, and that my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also, not sexy. Knock, knock. Jesus. I know, did that guy exist or what? Like, is he real, Jesus? Who? Is he an allegory? Did he write the Bible? What's going on? Come on. My favorite Bible verse is actually Leviticus 20:12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. <laughs> I love to be stoned. Also, my ex-father-in-law looked a lot like Barack Obama. Good-looking good man. You guys all miss Barack, too, right? Right? Yeah. Cop it up for that. Blame him for whatever you want. Blame him for global warming, your smelly dick, porcupines, whatever. But don't blame that bitch for being sexy. Barack, a sexy president. What? Who is going to run in 2020? Who? Right? Who's going to run? You know who I want to see run? Forrest Gump. I was running for president. Yeah! Forrest Gump, Gump versus Trump 2020. What? What a matchup. Very similar candidates, both businessmen. Except you can still go to a Bubba Gump shrimp. You know what I'm saying? Both candidates have special needs. Reading, writing about second grade, speaking, they're fine, right? Both candidates are fictional characters, I think. But I believe in Forrest Gump because he actually went to war. Hey! <laughs> Donald Trump, he's got bone spurs. Where the fuck can he run? Right? He can't run for anything. Fuck that guy. 
I don't want to get political. It's, this is not my goal, but in these politically rapey times, I have to point things out. Like, what do I call myself? I'm a female. I'm a person. I'm a human. We are all people. And I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. Oh my God, I can spell, I can read, I'm a witch! Ah! It's actually spelled with an I, like I am a feminist. Right? All these words, it's political. Every month, I menstruate. <laughs> it's the one thing they can literally never do. And they put their name all over it. <laughs> and they think it's gross. They're like, menstruate, gross, but it's like men. When you have sex for the first time, you break your hymen. Hi, men. Hi. I can, all, I can have sex with all of you now. Hi, men. Right? The one I do understand it's menopause, because when I turn 50, men are going to pause on me. They're going to be like, oh, I don't know if I want to swipe left or what is happening over there at 50-year-old. Cool. So words are very political. Knock, knock. Feminism. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thank you. It's like the precept of feminism, I think. I don't know. A lot of women in the 70s burned books and their bras or whatever, uh, so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Yeah! Incidentally, you want to know what that looks like? It's like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's medium. I'm into equality. I feel like you're a crowd that's into equality. I say right now, let's make equality happen. And the way to do that is with PG-13 movies. All right? Because right now, if you cover up the nipple, you can see 180% side boob, and that's fine. So what I say is equality now. And what I'd like to see is some side scrote, right? Like you can't see the testicles and the dick's not in the picture. So what we get to see is this like maybe hairy, long. It's a Martin Scorsese film. Follow me here. It's a Martin Scorsese film. It's, it's sundown. It's in, it's in an infinity pool. Uh, Nick Cage is making his big comeback because he's so old and he's got a big, long nutsack. And his... Right, so his, his balls are in the water and his dick's above the stairs and what we get to see is this beautiful stained glass veiny side scroat for equality. Equality now! Are you on board? Come on! Woo! Quality now, side scroat. Uh-huh. I think a lot about uh, men's balls because they've been trying to stick them in my mouth since 2002. <laughs> you know how that suddenly balls were on the menu. What? We're having. Right. So I deal with my issues. Um, I'm hungry. So if you could dip your nutsack in some marshmallow fluff um, and then roll one ball in chocolate chips and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs. Because if I'm going to have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, kind of want it to taste like summer camp. S'more dick, please. <laughs> Less balls. S'more dick. I, I, do, I do have a fantasy about being an uncircumcised guy. I want to pull up his dick. I want to pull his foreskin up over his dick. I want to put whiskey in his foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. When do I get what I want? It's twofold. One, I'm an alcoholic, and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross. You got to clean it all that schmegma. Uh, thank you guys so much. Yay! Yay! This was perfect. So I was at six minutes, 30 seconds, which means that with people laughing at cops, I'll be perfect. Thank you for listening. Woo!
One more time for Pam Benjamin, everybody, guys. Come on. We're down to your last couple comics, it looks like. This is awesome. Uh, we're doing great. On deck, we got Cody Abe. Uh, up next, very funny man. Make some noise. Ryan Schooley, everybody. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. I'm, uh, I'm getting ready to propose to my girlfriend. That's the thing I'm going to do. I've been telling this joke so much, I think I'm just going to start saying I still haven't proposed to my girlfriend. That's <laughs> You guys, like some of you, have, you've heard the fucking joke I'm about to do quite a bit, some of you. And I feel like you're getting to the point where you're more impatient for me to propose than she is. Like, you know, like it's getting, it's getting bad. It's getting rough. Um, but no, man, I, uh, I took a big step. I, I went to the jeweler. I started looking at some rings. It was, yeah, yeah, it was very, very intimidating. Uh, I was talking to this one guy behind the counter. I'm like, you know, it's important to my girlfriend and I that we have an ethically sourced diamond. You know, we don't want a blood diamond. We want ethically sourced diamond. The guy was super chill about it. He's like, yeah, dude, we have those in stock. But just so you know, they start at about nine grand. And I'm like, I will take your bloodiest diamond, please. I <laughs> I started trying to bargain with him to see if we could like meet somewhere in the middle. I'm like, do you have a diamond that a child was just maimed over? Like, is anything <laughs> maybe just disfigured a little bit? Um, hell yeah, I uh, yeah man, you gotta you gotta you gotta get that ring. You gotta buy that motherfucker. Then you gotta give it to her. You gotta make it special, you know. I don't know how I'm gonna propose yet. Uh, I just, I'm not gonna be one of those fucking douchebags that proposes with the airplane that has the banner that says marry me on it, you know? Cause that's, that's a fucking selfish way to propose to your girlfriend, it really is. Selfish way, because while you and your girl share a special moment, every other man walking through the city has to look that girl in the eye and be like, that is not for you, uh, that is, <laughs> Those are sky words for another woman. I just feel bad for the guy who happens to be kneeling while that goes overhead, you know? Like, there are there are some men in, stuck in bad relationships in this city who are too scared to tie their shoes next to their girlfriend in public, and that is a goddamn shame. That tag never works. I think it's so fucking funny. A guy accidentally kneeling while the fucking, the marry me banner goes overhead. Maybe I'll just describe it that way next time. I don't know. Workshopping, guys, this is what it's all about. Going to open mics and uh, trying stuff and finding out it doesn't work. And, and <laughs> Sometimes I get laughs on my uh, jokes. Sometimes I, uh, I get silence, but I always get snaps on my explanations. <laughs> I love my girlfriend. I hate, I hate her mom a lot. Her mom is not, not a great woman, you know, very... Uh, very full of herself, very, very narcissistic. Uh, she likes to brag a lot. She, she tells this story about how in the 80s, O.J. Simpson hit on my girlfriend's mom. That's a, a thing that happened. And she is like disturbingly proud of <laughs> how close she came to fucking a murderer. Like it's, it's, it's really upset. She's like talking to me about it. She's like, yeah, that's right, Ryan. The, the juice wanted to get with this. Do you believe that? That's how hot I was. I could have got with O.J. Simpson. I'm just like, I honestly wish you did. You know, like that's <laughs> only thing she and I have in common, you know? We both think back to her night with O.J. and wonder, what if? What could have been? What? She could have been dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I... Uh, I was I was on I was on Bart the other day. I overheard two people talking. One um, there's two ladies. One one of their moms was having health problems, and the other person was like, "Oh, tell me your mom's name, and I'll pray for her." 
And I'm like, you know, I'm whatever. If, if, if you want to pray and you're religious, that's, that's great. I just don't understand why you think God needs to know the name. Like that's like a necessary ingredient or else your prayer isn't going to work. You know, like you think God's up in heaven listening to these prayers. just like, oh, thank you for saying the name. That was close. I almost saved someone else's mom there. That would have been, that would have been a disaster. <laughs> All right. Um, We'll end on this. I was, uh, I was, I was, I was at a show the other day and, uh, I, I guess I, I don't know. I'm, I have one of those faces where people come up to me after sets and they just are like, I'm just going to shit on you right in your fucking mouth. Like you, you're just, and you're going to take it. Like people insult me, you know, like they, they try to like kind of bro up. Like this guy came up to me and he's like, uh, Hey dude, remind me which Hemsworth brother are you again? And he was standing next to his wife, who was very attractive, and I, I had like reached my limit with people giving me shit after comedy. So I'm like, "Hey, uh, remind me, which Hemsworth brother does your wife want to fuck?" She was like, "Chris." He's like, "You better back off, douchebag." I'm like, "Call me Chris, please." Like, All right, guys, that's my time. Thanks. Yeah, Ryan Schooley, everybody, make some noise. Make some noise. On deck, we have uh, Dimitri. Is that right? Awesome. On deck, we have Dimitri. Up next, we have the lovely Cody Abe, everybody. Don't forget to donate. Don't forget to donate. Oh, what? <laughs> Hi, everybody. So I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm Japanese. Um, yeah, the headband's for emphasis. Like, I like to imagine myself as a sushi chef that gave up. You know, like, imagine, like, I'm at home, like, chopping some sushi or whatever. This guy comes in, Cody, we need you for one last nigiri. And I'm just like, no. You know, I'm out, I'm out of that life. I only do this at home now. <laughs> He's like, no, no. This is the last job, I swear. It's the, it's the, biggest, it's the biggest haul of your life, okay? This is one last job. We're going to need you. We got, we got I'll, I'll figure out like a whole heist film for that one day, you know, like fucking write that shit out and it's going to be funny. Uh, as for now, uh, I, I actually used to wear a, uh, a, a Rising Sun headband. Guy came up to me. He's like, dude, you can't wear that. That's like wearing a Confederate flag headband. And I was like, they make Confederate flag headbands. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, he should probably be able to wear that because he looked very long and far to get that headband, it seems like. So, you know, more power to him. Like, not white power, but like just the power to go out and uh, look for that headband, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I actually, I, I once passed the guy on the street. We both had headbands on. I locked eyes with him. I was like surprised. I was like, you know, we kind of nodded almost, and then I stabbed him with a sushi knife. That's what I did, because only one of us gets to wear a sushi fucking headband or whatever. Um, let's see. We're in a very weird time racially. I think we got a lot of weird things going on. It manifests itself in weird ways. Uh, I'm a grocery store cashier. And I see a lot of cutting that goes on. This one time, this guy, this uh, white dude cuts in front of an Asian dude. And the Asian dude stands up for himself like, this is my place in line. You cut in front of me. And, you know, I was proud of him. I was like, yang yang. And uh, he's like, what? And I was like, nothing, sir. Would you like bags with your groceries today? Uh, you know, it's just because, like, Asians, we don't really have a word to, you know, like, 
to share and our like commiserate our struggle you know like what am i supposed to, what was i supposed to say like my ninja but like he wasn't japanese so like what he might have been offended like the most we can do is bow and even then like you have to bow at the same time otherwise you're looking like two doves like pecking at bread you know like oh shit you, you me no okay one two fuck okay that doesn't work out. Uh, like, furthermore, like I'm an awkward person, so like if that was the thing, I would totally bow early when like walking down the street. You know, like the guy would be walking up to me, and I would just bow. Not yet. Okay. Uh, when are we doing it? And okay, uh, that's not a thing anymore, I guess. Okay. So anyway, no, the guy, um, the guy that got cut in front of, or the guy that cut, like walks away like angrily because that's what you do when you get called out for doing something wrong, right? You're everyone else is the asshole and so he just walks away and goes Asian which is like no dude we can't use that one uh, that's that word is too widely spread I can't just say Asian um, and uh, you know I was like that's kind of weird like is that the way that he deals with all of his problems like he gets cuts off in traffic and he goes car or like he stubs his toe he goes chair like he ruins a long-term relationship with somebody that he really loved, but he has commitment issues and he goes, dad, yeah. you know, like that's, that's racially charged times we're in, you know, I don't get it. Like, I, I, anybody like movies? Yeah, we all like movies. Uh, one of my favorite movies, uh, just, I like movies for weird reasons. One of my favorite movies I really like is Dragon Ball Evolution. And, like, at its core, it's a very terrible movie. But uh, I'm just happy that, like, it wasn't terrible and the lead was Asian. Like, they made him white. And also, I was talking to this guy that was like, I didn't... I didn't even know that movie existed. What's Dragon Ball? And that's like, wow, there's a cult somewhere that that actually doesn't know where this movie exists and I want to be in that cult now. Thank you everybody. Cody <laughs> Abe killing it. We're down to your last two comics, guys, it looks like, unless uh, someone rolls through, so we're almost out of here. We still feeling good? We having a good time? Thank you so much for sticking around. This is awesome. All right, uh, on deck we got Tito Gonzalez. Uh, up next, though, we have a newcomer. I'm sure he's going to be amazing. Dimitri Yakushtin. Yakushtin, yeah, look at me. That's amazing. No one gets that. No one gets that. All right, show of hands or clap. How many of you think Michael Jackson was trying to be a good lover to those kids? Like that was his intention. Yeah? Yeah? Right? Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Because you don't, you don't lick ass unless you're into the other person's pleasure. You just don't do that. Child molesters, child molesters are a pretty selfish bunch. I'm going to give them that. But if you're, if you're performing analingus, you are a giver. You are into the other person's pleasure. Because I know when I was molested, yeah, there was no analingus in that situation whatsoever. My pleasure was nowhere to be had in that room, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Michael, Michael knew this. Michael knew that pleasure was important for these kids, right? So he licked all the ass, right? Welcome. We're just, we're just talking about ass licking right now. No, no big thing. 
Because <laughs> I know, I know when I saw my first adult male erection, I was like, what the fuck is that? Right, they're terrifying, right? Not the reaction you want from someone about to give you a blowjob. No, you want that person to be enthusiastic. You want them to be into it, right? Right? Yeah, you want some enthusiasm, right? Okay, now now granted, I'll, I'll give him this. The guy did go down on me, okay? But it wasn't that like enthusiastic, like I'm gonna do this for their pleasure, like I'm into it. It was that like the, the girls in here, the women in here that, that date men, you probably know what I'm talking about if you date men. Do you date men? No, do you, do you go out with men? Do you have sex with men? Yeah. You know when the guy goes down on you and he's kind of just like not really into it, he's doing it because he knows that you have to give it back to him. Like that's his expectation. You know, he kind of just phones it in, right? I'm hearing groans in the back, right? Just kind of like, okay, my turn, right? And then if you don't get it, he does that thing, you know? Right, you know, that little shove, the little head shove thing. By the way, guys, Everybody on planet Earth, everybody knows, everybody knows you want a blowjob. You don't have to do this ever again. <laughs> right, we get the hint, we know. You know, and, and, and Michael knew this too. Michael wanted enthusiastic, Michael wanted enthusiastic partners. So what did he do? What did he do? He went out, he did all of the child foreplay stuff that he could, right? He bought a $25 million fucking amusement park ride. He bought a duck pond with little ducks, you know, swimming around. I don't fucking know, there were ducks, okay? Seven-year-olds apparently are into ducks, that's what you gotta do when, you're, when you have foreplay with seven-year-olds. You buy them ducks, whatever. I'm, I'm not making this up, right? I'm just reporting it. So he did all of this, right? Ostensibly just to halfway like get himself a decent blowjob, right? Which probably never happened, right? Because those kids are fucking terrified. They're like, yeah, um, I'm five years old, but I'm pretty sure this is the low point of my life. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna go, I don't think this, this is gonna be the absolute low point of my life, right? Right? <laughs> so, so he knew this. And, and he just went to town. He got all the kids over. He bought them the amusement park rides. He bought a movie theater. And he just got them all over for a sleepover and licked all the ass that he could, right? And on fucking national TV, too, he's out there, like, holding hands with them. I love children, right? And no one, no one is like, well, that's fucking weird, right? Like, he, I love children. I love children. Right, I bet you he got so good at it, he must have been so good at it, other celebrity rapists are calling him up on the phone, like wanting advice on like how he's pulling this off on national TV, right? Like, so, Michael, when do you put the drugs in the jello and the pudding and the pot and then you give the drugs to the kids and then they pass out and then you can do the things to them? <laughs> Oh, oh, Bill. <laughs> Bill, I don't give kids drugs. Children are our future. I love children. I love them. We play games. We hang out. We go to the movie. We watch movies. We eat popcorn. Oh, so you put the drugs into popcorn, and then you put the popcorn in the kids' mouth, and then the kids do the passing and the out, and then you put your tongue in their butt. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Yeah.
yeah, Dimitri Yakushin, everybody. Commit to the bit. <laughs> All right, we're down to your last two comics, your feature comic and your headliner. No, you don't get more time. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. Uh, on deck, we got Dan Aguinaga. But up next, we have the very funny, all the way from East Bay, Tito Gonzalez, everybody. All the way from the East Bay? It's like a Bart stop away, man. <laughs> all the way, fucking, not really. I've been, uh, I've been watching more women's soccer lately. Yeah. Like, the women's U.S. soccer team is the fucking shit, dude. Like, they're fucking tight, but I completely understand why they don't get paid as much. <laughs> it makes sense. Like, dude, when you watch men's soccer, man, you know how much theatrics is involved in men's soccer? It makes so much sense why they get paid more, dude. They get barely touched. They start tumbling and rolling, making all kinds of faces. <laughs> it becomes like a telenovela on the pitch. You're like, you're like this is why they get paid more. These guys are weak. <laughs> <laughs> right like women's soccer there's no flopping right they get tackled they fucking keep trolling like, they keep going you know what i mean like they got like something to prove you know i don't know maybe if they flop more <laughs> they get paid a little bit more right <laughs> all right cool i uh i got two little sisters man i got a 15 year old sister and a 10 year old sister my 15 year old sister i think she's like starting to date right now and i always thought i'd be like the cool like older brother but then the other day i saw like on her screensaver she had like a like a boy on her screensaver yeah and in my mind i would always be like oh, talk about it but like i just kind of turned into a dog when i saw it as i saw it i was like who the fuck is <laughs> i was like who the fuck is that <laughs> let's get the chastity belt you're locked up <laughs> like i always thought i was gonna be the cooler brother i don't know if that's gonna be the case <laughs> until I was like in the moment, you know. Fuck yeah, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> I was always under the impression that allergies were for white people, and until like I don't know. I think I have allergies, you know. I'm not sure. And like the only reason I say that is because like that's all that like the commercial showed me. It's just like every Zyrtec commercial is just like white people, right? Like a white family around the fire. <laughs> it's like Bill can't be a good dad because he's sneezing. <laughs> it's like what? You know what I mean? It's like Bill's like taking his kids on a hike and he just he sneezes like I, I just wanted the raisins. He's spilling his trail mix, <laughs> right? It's like you you won't see that commercial for like a migrant worker, right? Like Jose picking oranges. <laughs> That's, you'll never see that commercial. He's just like picking oranges, and he's like, I was just like picking oranges, but then, oh, Dios mío. <laughs> Zorteco, right? <laughs> you won't see that, right? Like the, some slave in the fields, right? Well, I'm not going to do that impression, but. <laughs> some slave, like I'm allergic to pollen. I can't, pollen, not pollen. <laughs> oh, man. Huh? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a certain commercial for him. <laughs> I was hoisonizing this point. <laughs> That's stupid. Oh, man. I, uh, I was in a car accident when I was little, man, when I was like about 11, which is like, like one of my eyes looks like it's been smoking weed without the other one. 
<laughs> I was in this gnarly like fucking uh, car accident where it's like at one point they had to cut open my head. Like uh, some people will think this is like a lineup that I got. Yeah. Yeah, no. People will be like, damn, dude, where, what bar would you go to? I'm like, fucking the 580. <laughs> On a rainy night. <laughs> dude, and like they had to cut open my head. I had like the surgery. And like, I'm so mad because like I never came out with like any superpowers. Like, that sounds like some Marvel superhero shit, dude. Like, cut up in my head, tip over a beaker. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm just like, I don't know, fucking Latino something. <laughs> but I remember, like, uh, my doctor, he was like, uh, when I was little, he was like, yo, Tito, like, this is as good as it gets. I had, like, seven surgeries. And he's like, yeah, this is as good as it gets. And I was like, all right. I believe that when I was younger, you know? But, like, I'm older now, so, like, I know what he was really saying. I was like, hey, Tito, you don't have health insurance. <laughs> right? <laughs> I want straight Latino health insurance right now, man. It's just, like, it's just hot Cheetos and Takis. I eat enough of them, you just sweat the measles out the back of your neck. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't fuck with organic grocery stores. I don't like if Monsanto had a grocery store, like their said grocery store, that's where I would go. I don't give a shit. Dude, I wanna walk out of the grocery store with like produce the size of a smart car. I don't give a shit. It's just tomatoes fucking rolling it out. This is for the village. <laughs> I don't care if it glows in the dark. I don't care. I don't care. Fucking, you stick as many GMOs as you can into my tomato. I don't give a shit. Fucking, I hope it has an arm. <laughs> Help me carry the rest of the groceries out. <laughs> Walk around with my GMO tomato just squeezing organic tomatoes. <laughs> my tomato in there just like, yeah, fuck yeah, ketchup. <laughs> that, that, you guys you guys eat a lot of... I don't know. I'm just I'm a big fan of fast food and GMOs. I don't I don't care. I'm immune to it. I got a third world country stomach. It doesn't matter. I eat whatever. I love fast food. I eat it all the time. You guys like fast food? Yeah. Yeah, man. McDonald's. I go there all the time. And I lo I fucking love it, man. People people will complain about fast food like they're above it. Like what the fuck? Oh, I ate fast food and I feel bad. It's like yeah, fucker, because you gotta keep eating it. <laughs> All right? Like, the first time you go to the gym, dude, like, you're gonna be sore. <laughs> Dope. Thanks, you guys. Tito Gonzalez, everybody, killing it. All right. Okay, we're down to your final comic. We still feeling good? Yeah. yeah. All right. Make some noise for your next comic. He came here dressed very spiffly. Uh, Dan Aguinaga, everybody. Thanks. Do I look spiffy? Yeah. This is what happens. You can't when you have resting rich face. You can't fucking like wear like short short. I don't know. I just like I feel like I need to dress like a slob for me not to like come off as like a, a mini Winklevoss. You know what I mean? A Winklevies. <laughs> uh, what's up, y'all? So um, let's try some new stuff. So uh, uh, I'm from New York. Some of you guys know this about me. I'm from New York. Uh, the pretentious Knicks hat, if it didn't give it away, there you go. Uh, but I was very surprised when I moved to California and I found out that there was a difference or like a, like a hate going on between LA and San Francisco. That's a thing, right? Like NorCal kind of hates on SoCal a little bit. I asked some of my SF friends like what they thought of LA when I first got here and they're like, oh, they're fucking fake, dude. They're like, oh, like hippy dippy, but they're fake as shit. 
I went to LA recently, and uh, they are fake, but they're real about being fake. You know what I mean? Like, they own their fakeness like crazy. Like, that's why I always respected those real housewives. Because everyone thinks they're the fakest of the shit, but they're like, there's nothing fake about a blonde Botox lady talking to the camera and being like, yeah, I only blow billionaires, and I think black people are scary. <laughs> like, yes, honesty. I'd rather hang out with someone like that than someone from SF, some fake woke fuck, who's like, yeah, I don't see color. And then like a black person walks up to them, they're like, oh, let's cross the street, let's cross the street. Like, fuck that shit. Tito, you're Latino, right? Yes. Uh, I'm Latino too. Uh, yeah, it surprises people because I look like I go to Mexican restaurants and like go like, excuse me, senor, like I say that, you know? But I, I really am. Like I didn't get my 23 million results back recently. I'm actually Brazilian. I speak Portuguese. Uh, I have Brazilian, Brazilian citizenship. My parents still live there. Uh, but I don't, I'm not Latino enough. Tito, tell me if you do this. Do you like Latinoize your words like in the middle of a sentence? That shit confuses me, man. Like, you'll see like white people from Connecticut, but they're from like Latino, and they'll be like, yeah, I grew up in Connecticut, went to boarding school my whole life, but my parents are from El Salvador. It's like, where, where'd you go? Where'd the white go on that one? Just keep the same fucking accent. It makes no sense to me. It's like, what'd you have for, uh, for, for breakfast today? Like, coffee with milk? Okay, right, you don't say leche. Like, you just, yeah. Stupid, I know. Uh, I think, uh, I think it's really arrogant of the human race that we assume, just immediately assume as a whole planet, that aliens are uglier than us. That's fucked up. We have zero, who's seen an alien? Raise your hand. Yeah, no one has ever raised their hand to that question. And yet we still have these movies of these ugly ass fucks and we refer to them as intelligent life. How fucking demeaning is that, intelligent life? Why can't we, hot life, sexy life. I'm telling you, a few years from now, there's gonna be an astronaut calling into Houston. He's gonna be like, uh, Houston, come in. This is Apollo 27. Um, not for nothing, this intelligent life is giving me a boner. <laughs> Apollo 27, do not engage with the alien. Uh, this alien's eye fucking the shit out of me, Houston, and uh, I think I'm gonna dick fuck it really soon. <laughs> I just love the word dick fuck. It, no one likes it though. Uh, cool. There's something there, right? It's fucking bullshit. Uh, oh, I think, um, who was talking about? You were talking about the guys go down on girls uh, just so they could get a blowjob. Not me, man. I love eating. Who loves eating pussy here? Like, really? I'm not saying that like as a Def Jam comic. Like, I love eating pussy. It's great. And like, <laughs> I think, I, I, I never minded like how pussies look. Like some guys, I think that's really weird. That's like, you know, girls judge the shit out of our dicks. We all know that. But like, I know, does anyone care about how a, a vagina looks, guys? Anyone? Do you really care? Like there's innies, there's outies, there's the ones that like look like you closed like a briefcase on like a dress shirt tail, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't mind that shit. I just don't want it to smell. That's the only thing I don't like. I don't want that shit to smell. And the beauty, or not the beauty, the horror of that is, is you, like, it's not like a socioeconomic thing. Like, it's not like rich girls have nice smelling pussies and poor girls have like bad smelling, but it's just like their diet. So it's like, it's like anyone's fucking, it's like a fucking Russian roulette, a uh, fish market roulette, more like, yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, I had more to that. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay, so I, I've been unemployed for the last like uh, week and a half, and that means I've been watching a lot of Family Feud, yes. 
so much family food. I love Steve Harvey's, my spirit animal, or whatever white girls say. And uh, the thing that's fucked up about Family Feud, though, is they always have to be different races, the families. Isn't that fucking weird, like, from a casting director's standpoint? Like, all right, we have one black family, got to go with a white one. It's like, uh, there's another black family, they're lovely, the Johnsons. And they're like, no, I want a fucking white family. And it's always so depressing when the black family loses. It's like, ah, another one, fuck. <laughs> Uh, one last thing here, uh, but, but, but my mom doesn't watch the news. She hasn't watched the news in five years, and it shows uh, because her life is just like all like lollipops and rainbows. She's also a stay-at-home mom, which is like right the, the fucking ideal, um, but for what, some women at least. And then um, so it shows in some cases, like I'll be watching the news when I'm back at home, and like remember four years ago, the whole Charlottesville thing? We all remember that, right? So I was watching this, and my mom walks in, and she takes one look at the, at the screen, and she goes, tiki torches? Huh. Someone's throwing a party. And I was like, no, mom, those are neo-Nazis. They're racist. She goes, oh, so they're party poopers. Yeah, mom. The most whimsical euphemism I think I've ever heard for a racist. Ever. Imagine if racism was more whimsical like that, you know? Just like two guys talking like, yo, Brian, sweet barbecue last night, bro. Could have done without that burning cross in the front yard, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, that's my brother Travis. He's a real turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> I made Pam laugh on the last one. That's all that matters. Thank you, guys, so much for listening to my show. our show. Thank you guys so much. Thank oh, you for wait. joining. Thank you for sticking around. This was so much fun. Since everyone's here, if we want to do a quick round of where are you having shows next, we should do that. Oh, and yeah. or if you want to do more jokes, because you only did like six minutes at the top. And if you want to regale us with more of your amazingness, you should feel free to do that as well. I don't want to put you guys through that. I don't want to put you guys through that. But uh, you could just you got- tell us hair tips because you have like the best hair of any stand-up comic. Like it's completely coiffed. Wow. Your beard is great. You're totally trimmed up. It's the right. It's like it gives it like a little bit of like well, I look like I'm fun, but I also take care of myself. Like wow. that's your look. Like thank you. I was I was actually debating whether I should shave my beard today. Keep it. Keep it. Yeah, yeah. you just you trimmed it up a little. You kept it clean around the neck. That's nice. Whoa, whoa. You did it. You're. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, well, I, we're plugging. If you guys want to plug some stuff, plug, I'm doing plug. a little uh, throwing my producing my first show. Whoa! Where's Kells that? Kells. Oh right, Kells at Purple Onion. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next month, doing a show over at Skylark. Uh, cool. On Sixteenth Street. Yeah, on Sixteenth yeah. Street. Anyone else doing any shows they want to plug? You didn't even really plug your shows because you didn't say times or actual dates. You just said, here's two venues I'm going to be doing shows at. But 7 p.m. Uh, Kells next Wednesday, the 25th. 25th at Kells. Yeah. Yeah. Purple <laughs> Onion. It's downstairs. It's on something Columbus. Yeah. yeah. Jackson Street. Jackson Street. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Just off of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You want to plug something? Come up and plug something. Everybody, while we're waiting for plugs, clap wildly for Vishal Call for hosting the shit out of this. Yay. Uh, I'm on a show on September 26, 7.30 p.m. at Tommy T's in Pleasanton. Uh, it's a benefit show for breast cancer research called Ha Ha's for the Tatas. If you don't... Yeah, you I might be go. flashing my titties. Who knows? Woo! Yay! Money for the titties, but for a good cause and also all of that stuff. Yay! Tommy T's in Pleasanton. What a lovely place. 
Uh, we have four open mics a week here at Mutiny Radio. Saturdays, Sundays at 4 to 6. Mondays and Fridays from 6 to 8. And Tito, why don't you plug your business? Oh. Come on. He, he, if you guys have any problem with your cars, uh, talk to this man. Get up on stage and tell him where to contact you. Yeah. Like, cause you can actually fix people. That's your superhero power. You got hit in the head and then you learn how to <laughs> fix cars. And then cars. I was like, oh yeah, nuts and bolts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I do, I do fix cars. Uh, so you can hit me up. Uh, you can just, I don't know what, follow me on Instagram. That boy teats, D-A-T-B-O-Y. No, D-A-T-B-O-I-T-E-E-T-S. Uh, yeah, I fix cars. So if just hit me up. I can do that for you for a cheaper price in a shop and we can hang out. So. Yay! Yay! Other shows. Dan Aganaga, get up there. You have another show. No, you don't have a show. No one has shows. Come see me next Thursday. I'm at Piano Fight on Saturday night, the 28th. I have two different shows, one with Frosty Nugs and one with Mauricio. I get to do 15 minutes and then 30 minutes. I'm like, oh my God, are there going to be people there? It's going to be crazy. Tonight I'm at Cobbs. That's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks everybody for coming and donating. Thanks to Vishal Call for running this. And uh, we'll see you all soon at another open mic here at Mutiny Radio. Yay, bye. community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Richard Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station? MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission? MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go San Francisco MutinyRadio.fm Hit the donate button Stream them live Download a podcast Have some fun San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Colonel Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Nine months ago, a small, hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventuress next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay to Northern California, making its way back 
to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, and on its way across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage, adventure, unity, and passion for biking. There'll be music, food, entertainment, neat bikes to look at, stories to swap, art to ogle, purchase, and people to meet. Everyone is, of course, invited to bring the whole family. Admission is free, but bring a few bucks for food, bevies, a raffle, and cool stuff from vendors. On Friday, October 4th, San Francisco will be celebrating the arrival. Hey, exciting stuff. Uh, happy hour is not over. We have one last comedian who wants to perform for you, radio listening audience. Uh, put your hands together right now for this guy. Yay. Yay. Sure, yeah. Put the money in the crate. Do some time. Yay. This guy. Yay. Let's see here. Woo. How's everyone doing? Yeah. Everyone looks good. It's a ghost town in here. Just drove here. I just came here from work. Just hope everyone's having a good day. Let's see what what to talk about. You know, I'm not, I'm not even gonna go off my phone. I'm gonna try to memorize this shit. Um, anyone a fan of porn? Sure. <laughs> First, I like porn. Anyone think the porn game has changed? I think so, and I think for the better, you know, what else? I mean, I think porn games change, I think it's for the better, personally, you know, it used to be about the, it used to be about the MILF and the pizza delivery boy, but now they changed the game, now it's a wife sleeping behind her husband's back with a boyfriend, and the boyfriend's always hiding in the house. He's always like hiding under the sheets, hiding behind the wall. And then you don't find out later on that the boyfriend is the stepson. Plot twist. And I'm like, this is getting interesting. The, you know, the boyfriend would be hiding and then the husband would be checking in like, honey, are you okay? She'd be like, yeah, I'm okay. And then the stepson would be hiding under the bed. I'm like, oh, that was a close one. You ever watch porn on your phone? And all of a sudden, your best friend calls you. Awkward situation. I'm not going to lie. And it's a tricky situation, too, because you don't know if you should pick it up. Because if you do pick it up, you now have a secret to hide. If you don't, well, you're going to have to answer some questions later. Friend approaches you. He's like, oh, why didn't you pick up my phone call? And you're like, I was cleaning my room. So you couldn't stop cleaning your room to pick up the phone? I was cleaning my room, man. It's important. I was talking to my mom the other day. Important. It's important. It is. It's very important to clean your room. Very stressful. It could get sweaty and sticky. I was talking to my mom the other day. She was like, I don't want to end up in a retirement center, Sonny. I'm like, woman, what are you talking about? That's the best place to be. If I was in a retirement center, I'd be hustling old people, assuming that I'm old too. I, and I wouldn't be playing games like Monopoly or poker. I'd be playing games like who could eat the most salt without getting a heart attack? Yes, you know, or who could, who could outlive the longest? Winner gets the will. <laughs> Fuck the grandchildren's college tuition. Uh, 
I'm 5'5", five five, so most people assume I'm 12 years old. I think it's great and also bad because I look around every guy and I read his bow, batter. Ugh. I read like how tough he can get, you know, his like power level. If any of you Dragon Ball Z fans out there, you know, I, I ask myself, I'd be like, can I take this guy on? I don't know. He's five foot eight. He might, he might get me on this one. What else? Shoot. You know, I'm 23 years old, and I miss being a kid. I'm not going to lie, guys. Being a kid, you can get away with a lot of shit. For one, I enjoyed lollipops as a kid, and no one gave me shit. But I'm a grown man. If I lick a lollipop now, the whole world's against me. My friends will look at me and be, look at me while I'm licking a lollipop and they'll be like, hmm, something you wish to tell us, Sonny? I'm like, I like sucking lollipops. Do you like sucking on other things? Hot dogs? I don't know. I was trying, I was trying something new there. There's a lollipop kill. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It always kills with silence. <laughs> um... What else? What else can I talk about? Oh, I'm going back to college, which is cool, I guess. But I'm not going to be able to handle the professors. Most professors have entitlement issues. I had one professor who had a really bad entitlement issue. First day of class, girl comes in late. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Madison. I'm so sorry. She's, she's like, stop. It's Professor Madison. I didn't go to college so for you to call me Mrs. And I was like, ooh, she rough. But I saw her the next day. I'm parking my car, and I see her in the parking lot. And she's spray painting over a disability parking spot with Professor's Ma Professor Madison's parking spot. I was like, ooh. I didn't know if I should correct her or respect her in her position. But then it got really bad. One time, it was, it was our last day of class. Me and my friend, we finished our final exam early. So we got bored as shit, and we started talking to each other. You know, like, ha-ha, you're lame. And professor was all like, cut it out, both of you guys. People are taking their tests. We didn't stop. We kept talking. You know, like, ha-ha, you know. We ain't got shit to do. Oh, shit. And she goes, cut it out, last warning. We didn't stop. We just kept talking. And she goes, all right. Come to the front, both of you guys, and bring your test. So we walk up. We hand her our exams. She snatches it out of our hands. She rips it. My friend goes berserk. He goes, you bitch. She turns to him. She goes, it's Professor S.C. Madison. You're a bitch. Title, use it. <laughs> Let's see. What else? All right. That's my time for today, folks. What's your name? Sunny. Say it in there. Sunny Singh. Sun, Sunny what? Sunny Singh. Sunny Singh. Sunny Singh, thank you yeah. so much for coming. I'm sorry that um, it was late and that we had to stop, but I hope that people listen to the rest of the podcast and they got to hear Sunny Singh's yeah. uh, really lovely uh, pre-misogynistic work. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Everybody, Sunny Singh! Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's the end of the happy hour. Coming up next at 8 o'clock is Mutiny Radio's Comedy Clubhouse. We have five great comedians on tonight. I'm really excited. I'm going to be taking off at 9 o'clock to get to Cops Comedy Club, where I am on at 9.45 p.m. on the There Goes the Neighborhood show. Very excited about Thank you so much. Uh, You know, it's only seven minutes, but I'm going to murder it, so it's going to be great. I'm very excited about it. Cops is always a lot of fun to perform at. Big stage. I'm a big person. Going to do a lot of cheers. It's going to be fun. But thanks for being here. Thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. Really appreciate that. Uh, Keep downloading the podcasts and hang out with us here. Apply for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We're going to be opening that up on October 1st. It'll be open until November 30th to apply for the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 7th, 2020. It's going to be a lot of fun. Brought to you by Law Tigers and Benders and Counter Offer and Asiento and Subliminal SF and uh, El Rio one of our newest sponsors that's very exciting and other sponsors that we're working on right now so thanks so much for supporting Muni Radio yay Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. <laughs> Download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, Mutiny Radio, San Francisco, I am a total 
Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Nine months ago, a small hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventurous next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay, to Northern California, making its way back to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, and on its way across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage, adventure, unity, and passion for biking. There'll be music, food, entertainment, neat bikes to look at, stories to swap, art to ogle, purchase, and people to meet. Everyone is, of course, invited to bring the whole family. Family admission is free, but bring a few bucks for food, bevies, a raffle, and cool stuff from vendors. On Friday, October 4th, San Francisco will be celebrating the arrival of the Baton in California at Moto Guild on Treasure Island from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Come celebrate your love of the motorcycle and the women who ride them. For more information on the party and other awesome motorcycle-related tidbits, join the Dames Don't Care Motorcycle Collective on Facebook for lots of Info on the relay, visit womenridersworldrelay.com. Hope to see you there at Moto Guild on Friday, October 4th with Dames Don't Care. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke 
workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. 
download our podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download our podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm Mutinyradio.fm Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco MutinyRadio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny. Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Nine months ago, a small hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventuress next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay, to Northern California, making its way back to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, and on its way 
across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage, adventure, unity, and passion for biking. There'll be music, food, entertainment, neat bikes to look at, stories to swap, art to ogle, purchase, and people to meet. Everyone is, of course, invited to bring the whole family. Admission is free, but bring a few bucks for food, bevies, a raffle, and cool stuff from vendors. On Friday, October 4th, San Francisco will be celebrating the arrival of the Baton in California at Moto Guild on Treasure Island from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Come celebrate your love of the motorcycle and the women who ride them. For more information on the party and other awesome motorcycle-related tidbits, join the Dames Don't Care Motorcycle Collective on Facebook. For lots of info on the relay, visit womenridersworldrelay.com. Hope to see you there at Moto Guild on Friday, October 4th. With Dames Don't Care. Good time. 